89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. It is 3 p.m. Stay tuned for Cover to Cover, Open Book. Welcome to Cover to Cover, Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. I'm your host, Dina Serrano. Today's guests are among the soul and poetic voice of the San Francisco Occupy movement. Bobby Coleman, poet and co-editor of Occupy San Francisco, Poems from the Movement, and poet Agneta Falk. This book is officially to be released in mid-March, but you, dear listeners, get to get a sneak preview. Welcome to Open Book, Bobby Coleman. Thank you, Nina. And Agneta Falk. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad you could both be here and that we get to learn about the book. It's got an exquisite cover. I'm sorry this isn't television. Who did the cover? The cover is from the Bay Area artist Tom Schultz. And um, it's it's in a beautiful abstraction, which we thought captured a lot of the spontaneity. He actually produced it while the Occupy was uh, was going on. And on the back cover... Oh, the back cover is also Bay Area artist Anthony Holdsworth. It's a plain air painting done at the scene of the encampment by the Embarcadero in San Francisco. So walk us through the book. Well, what happened was my co-editor, Virginia Barrett, was um, on a retreat and she was actually in a tent while the um, tent was um, while the tent was um, on the Embarcadero and the um, she had the idea because all of the emotion that was that was going on at the time with Occupy was um, she felt very viscerally that it needed to be captured that the voices needed to be um, chronicled and that there would be an opportunity not only to do that as a vehicle but also to benefit the movement and um, a call for submissions went out both to the the writers the occupiers and to artists around the Bay Area and around the country and submissions came from young and old and we were absolutely delighted to, to be a part of this project. The Wonderful. How many poets? Um, I actually don't have the number exactly, but there are... I, I can't give you a number. The book runs about 240 pages, and it's full of poetry and art um, from uh, everyone from... Uh, uh, the three former poet laureates of San Francisco, the poet laureate of Alameda, um, everyone here in the studio today, and um, pretty much um, everybody, I think, stepped up with the kind of hope and joy that the movement inspired. And the book, I, I think, I'm, what I'm most proud of, I think, is that the book does serve that spirit and hopefully move it forward. Well, you certainly should be proud of this book. I know as a participant, I was very excited to read the call. Could you 
uh, give us a sampling of the poem, uh, perhaps begin with uh, Aggie. Maybe you could begin with the poem that you wrote. Yeah, I can. The title of the poem is As My Hand Moves. As my hand moves across the paper, a gust of freedom enters through the window. The sun plays on the wave at a far distance, and this moment belongs to me, can't be bought nor sold because it has no price tag. You may breathe in the same air as us, but yours come with a price like everything else you touch. And though you own 99% more than the 99% of us, I'm almost sure you gasp at the thought that we breathe in 99% more of it than you do. These arms of flesh linking across a globe, this global campsite that has no borders, calling out for a new order without orders, putting a stop to this accumulated wealth falling into your bottomless pockets. It might seem like a mere whimper to you, but the numbers are swelling and the vision is getting clearer and stronger as we count the days till a teacher can be a teacher, a doctor, a doctor, or simply just be a human being and not a cog and a corporate machine spinning to hell when we can learn for the sake of learning and not simply to get a job. As my hand moves across the paper before I rush into the day, I wish and hope we can take the greed out of this political system, use our voices, set down our tents where they belong. You just heard Agnetta Falk reading her new poem, as My Hand Moves, from the new anthology, <coughs> Occupy San Francisco, Poems from the Movement. So, Bobby, can you read us your poem, please? I sure will. Uh, I wanted to, um, again, walking us through what this project is about, uh, I wanted to say that the book integrates the, the, um, the poster artists and the other activist artists that exemplify the West Coast scene and, and, and in a way inform the national and international Occupy movement. And so the book has uh, four discrete sections, but throughout the book the art and the, and the um, text is integrated. And um, it's an extremely diverse book. We've got uh, everybody from, uh, um, uh, from Ferlinghetti, and Hirschman and Devorah Major and Neely Cherkovsky in the book, and we also even have a 17-year-old who came on the train and wrote something spectacular. The book has four parts. The first part is called Occupy and Come Alive, which are poems of a call-to-action nature. The second part, it's about hearts and songs, earthy and more spiritual poems. And the third part, The Lousy Spectacle, has poems of a more emotional and passionate nature, a political purging, so to speak. And the last part, the fourth part, this occupation is hard work, are poems from the scene about the direct experience of being on the tents. Now, this poem I'm about to read is based on the ironic inscription 
in the lobby of the Bank of America Tower in San Francisco. It's about the bank's founder, A.P. Giannini, who served as the model for the, that wonderful character played by Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. The idea was that the director, Frank Capra, also Italian-American, thought that Giannini, the founder of the, what was to become the Bank of America, was the banker for the little guy. So here's the epigram that starts the poem. A.P. Giannini founded the Bank of Italy in San Francisco in 1904 to serve the needs of others, the only legitimate business in the world today. His devotion to this far-sighted philosophy revolutionized the face of banking, and he lived to see his bank for the little fellows become Bank of America, the largest bank in the world. To his philosophy of service to all, this building and all who work for the bank he inspired are dedicated. The Bank of America was the site of the first encampment of Occupy SF. Apotheosis of Occupy. Oh, lovely gleaming tents, bright in golden sun. You are the towers of real love, just as the tents after the great quake seduced me, young Amadeo Peter Giannini, to love the masses. My name itself, so loving, was given by my mother, Virginia. She was only 15. My father died in a fight over one dollar. Saw him gunned down when I was just six. I tried to love again, then forced myself to trust in trust. But what I lost was the only thing that I wanted to focus on, that black need of having not. The tents of the lost, my chance to connect, to satisfy my loss. Oh, tents of need, oh, love of love, you are exquisite in my grieving eye. Here there's no faulty vault melted by earthquakes fire, just a couple of barrels and a plank on the wharf where there are looks of wanting to trust in love, searching our eyes for it. We will rebuild together. We'll love together so well. Go north, go to nature. Our reunion is then so sweet. No man owns a fortune, it owns him. So share some before I give even more. Money itch. It's a bad thing. I never had that problem. Without my father, your tents are my castles. I devote my life to you, for without your love, I don't even have a name. The pointy towers of betrayal have no place in our hearts. One way or another, we will rise together, and at the end of my life, I will take nothing from this world, nor will you, my love but the whole world of love within us. It is all we can see in this shaky setting, and I will trust in you and our love even beyond our golden sun. Thank you. You just heard Bobby Coleman and his poem, Apothesis of Occupy. Do you think, Aggie, you could read us Virginia Barrett's poem? She was the co-editor of the book. Yes, of course. Here, I will mm. give you the book so you can read from it. 
So thank you. Here it is. I haven't read it before. Well, once. <laughs> it's called Ode on a San Franciscan Occupy by Virginia Barrett, and the epigram is by Keats, John Keats, from Ode on a Grecian Urn. And little town, thy streets forevermore will silent be, and not a soul to tell. Why thou art desolate, can't e'er return. And the poem itself. This still unmoving group of tents, this defiance child of the system and the gold dome, adbursters historian who can express a gritty tale more honest than this poem. What money fringe greed haunts about this plaza range of bankers or brokers or of both in San Francisco or the entire global lie? What men and women are these? What communal oath? What vigilant protest? What struggle for change? What marches and drums? What wild occupy? Heard voices are strong, but those more united are stronger. Therefore, these bold demands play on, not to the complacent ear, but more incited chant to the corporations who have no tone. Beautiful people beneath the skyscrapers do not leave this song, nor ever should these public spaces be bare. Bold lovers, never, never can any of us be remiss. The winning of the goal seems far. Do not grieve. The vision cannot fade, though we have not our bliss. Forever will we love and life be fair. You oh, makeshift shape. Hacktivist manner with concrete of courageous men and women of steadfastness with urban debris and the trodden streets. This outspoken form does urge us out of laziness as do all dreams, faithful camp. When old age shall these generations waste this shall remain in the midst of other woo than ours an inspiration to the future to whom this says the people are the truth truth the people that is all we know on earth and all we need to know you just heard a poem by Virginia Barrett called Ode on a San Francisco Occupy as you read that, Agneta, and thank you, that was a lovely reading. Sorry there. I, no, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I began to hear the echoes of my old English teachers yes. reading us Ode to the Grecian Urn. Yes. Because she did a very, Virginia did a very excellent job there. Well, I guess this is the moment where I'm going to read my poem in the book. And I just need to find it. It's called Octo for Oakland Occupation. I live by Lake Merritt, 
which is really very close to the downtown, so that the presence of the helicopters was in our lives on that fatal day. Day. Preoccupied every day and night, living close to the Oakland OWS, listening for helicopters, droning overhead, overhead, an encampment raid, someone dead, listening for helicopters, living close to the OWS, preoccupied every day and night, night, awakened by helicopters, more police than encamped people, more people come in dark and cold, cops around, guns and riot gear ready, the interfaith tent is steady, in dark and cold, more people come, more police than encamped people, awakened by helicopters. Dawn This happens when you feed the hungry, the protesters said on Twitter. More people arrive to protect in this dark and aggressive cold. The movement grows so bold. More people arrive to protect, the protesters said on Twitter. This happens when you feed the hungry. And that was me, Nina Serrano, reading my own poem from this wonderful anthology, San Francisco, rather Occupy San Francisco, poems from the movement. And I have in the studio the co-editor, Bobby Coleman, and the poet, Agneta Falk. And we've been reading to you sections of the book, the various poems. So I wonder, Bobby, if now you might read us another uh, I think one by Neely. Uh, yes, uh, Neely um, kindly gave me permission to share this poem with you. Um, it's titled "This Land." Mm. Neely Cherkovsky, by the way. Neely Cherkovsky, who has in fact been a guest on this program, where he read several of his wonderful poems. You know, I was having lunch with Neely before I read the poem. I was having lunch with Neely uh, just uh, two weeks ago, and I told him about my excitement over this project because I grew up um, listening to KPFA's sister station in the Pacifica radio, the WBAI. And that was at a time in the 60s when the same kinds of, of hopes and even expectations of a more just society were burgeoning, just like now. And what's thrilling about, about these times and, and this anthology is that we feel like we can put the lie to those who would denigrate the movement. Mm -hmm. After all these decades, after all these years, we actually are making progress. We're standing for something beautiful, coherent, and truly democratic. And I think that's, I think, what the listeners of this station all share with us and all dream of. And now Neely Tchaikovsky's poem. Yes. I cannot deny this land is my body and your blood. These cities are for us, not for them. This tree of liberty is ours. Take it back. Hold on to it. Claim it as your own. Go out walking on the highway. Sing with the crows. Honor the jays. Place your palms against a tree. Hike a tall mountain. 
and hold a cold rock. Take back this American grain. Claim these fields and those shores and be one in the cradle of time everlasting. Your hands built the land and shaped a life. Your eyes saw the stars whispering, be one light for the freedom to love and to live in dignity beneath the panoply. Go be one people. Come, take possession. Never drop the flame. Always hold your own. Sing like the redwood and the pine. Take it all back into your hands. Take back the power. Take back the tools. Lay claim to the classrooms. Praise the language and hold on to it. Make those who stole it accountable. Go for their arrogance. Cut them out of the equation. Lift your bill of rights into the upper spheres. Learn every route into the heart of the soil, onto the highways, and into the mind. End this slavery. Stop this occupation of your body. Love this land and call it your own. You just heard Neely Tchaikovsky's poem, This Land, from the new book that we're discussing today, Occupy San Francisco, Poems from the Movement, a powerfully diverse intergenerational collection of poetry and art in the bold spirit of the Occupy movement. Having said that, Bobby, can you tell us how we can get this book? Uh, yes, the title, Occupy SF. Poems from the Movement. If you put the dash in there, uh, there's a Facebook page. Occupy SF dash Poems from the Movement. More importantly, all information about the book is readily available at www.occupyanthology.com. And from that website, there will be links to information about events surrounding the book, ordering, how the book will support the Occupy movement, etc. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm going to repeat that again. www.occupyanthology.com where you can learn about the book, where you can order the book, and where you can find out all about the surrounding celebratory events with so many poets. There must be at least a hundred poets in there. Or I, very I, close. I, I think a hundred is, is, a, is a lot. Um, but uh, the, the, the poetry not only is diverse, but everyone from from Ferlinghetti to to you, Nina, and and all the folks were just thrilled to be a part of it because you know it's a very it's a very San Francisco anthology. I think that the spirit of of the West Coast counterpart to Occupy Wall Street was uh, very much in the in the old traditions of the Bay Area's activism, and I think that the um, the beauty of that is tangible in the project. Yes, and I have a friend there that's 16 years old that's published in this book. So it's, it does uh, live up to its idea of intergenerational and diverse. Well, like the movement itself. Yes, yes. Well, I wondered if you could also uh, read us the poem by Virginia that uh, closes the book. Lie down on the tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, this poem by Virginia Barrett, Lie Down on the Tracks, also starts with an epigram from Allen Ginsberg's Plutonian 
Plutonian ode. I begin your chant, open-mouthed, exhaling into spacious sky. Lie down on the tracks. The poets take the bullhorn after Ellsberg's wise and gripping story about the group of protesters who stopped the train of nuclear weapons in its tracks by laying their bodies on the line. He ends, Rocky Flats was the Auschwitz of our time. If World War II happened today, people would have known about it and lain down on the tracks to stop the trains to the death camps. We have occupied the 101 block of Market Street after the police raid on the Federal Reserve Building. Tents set up on the metal trolley tracks. Police in riot gear grouped behind us in the night. A crowd of people gathered in the cold, in solidarity, on the hard concrete. If we keep talking, an organizer urges, we are lawful in our gathering of free speech. Keep talking to keep the street. A peaceful call to arms, we take up our voices, words rolling forth from the mouths of poets collected as a brigade, words and rhymes and rhythms, aspirations and outrage from revolutionary souls gathered in the cold in solidarity on the hard concrete, keeping the street, keeping the street keeping the street until the final poet comes crouched like a player on the court delivering his shot of unity leading us into the power of the speech into the action of the chant the call to action on the street he summons the feet the song of the activist elder this is our Auschwitz lie down on the tracks. This is our Paris 68. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Vietnam. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Pentagon Papers. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Hiroshima. Lie down on the tracks. This is our education. Lie down on the tracks. This is our police force. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Market Street. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Federal Reserve. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Embarcadero. Lie down on the tracks. This is our economy. Lie down on the tracks. This is our American Autumn. Lie down on the tracks. This is our American Spring. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Normandy. Lie down on the tracks. This is our legacy. Lie down on the tracks. This is our Occupy. Lie down on the tracks. And we do. Gathered in the cold, in solidarity, on the hard concrete, we lie down on the tracks for a living future to survive. Thank you. Beautifully read. You just heard Lie Down on the Tracks by Virginia Barrett, who is the co-editor with Bobby Coleman of the book we've been discussing, Occupy San Francisco. 
poems from the movement. And to order this book and to learn more about all the celebratory events that it's going to engender, you can go to www.occupyanthology.com. www.occupyanthology.com. I want to thank you both, Bobby Coleman and Agneta Falk, for reading from the anthology and sharing it with us since mm. we can't even get our hands on this book until mid-March. It was a real treat. And then in bookstores yeah. and uh, and lots of events. And a beautiful cover, as I can see now. Yes, a beautiful cover and a beautiful back painting. And inside, it's integrated with arts. You've done just a beautiful job. So thank you so much to both of you. And to you, listeners, I would like to invite you on Sunday, March 12th to La Peña, where I'll be performing with Mama Coat and Maria uh, Loreto, we're going to be doing a piece called Women's Ideas on the March on March 10th, Saturday night at La Peña in Berkeley. And thank you, dear listeners, for listening to Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. Quilters welcome you to their biannual quilt show, Voices in Cloth 2012, to be held March 17th through 18th at Cringway Pavilion on the Richmond waterfront. This benefit for EBHQ will feature over 200 spectacular quilts, wearable art, and quilts made by children, as well as demonstrations of quilting skills. There will be a special exhibit featuring ancestral memories by the African American Quilt Guild of Oakland. There will be vendors, a silent auction, and door prizes. Two winners of Opportunity Quilts will be chosen. That's Saturday, March 17th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Sunday, March 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Two-day admission, $12 for adults, 